is in charge. Hi, Kimba. Me, Kimba, radio broadcast, season two, episode four, Schools Out. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, my colleague and very good friend, Glenn Richards, who, by the way, is on season one, episode 26, They Say It's Your Birthday. Want to check that out? Uh, Glenn asked me if I would speak to a University of Florida radio class. They work at a station called GHQ. And I said, sure, as long as I can tell them to run fast. The station they work at is uh, a top 40 station. So we zoomed it out. I gave them a little bit of my background, which if you watched any of the casts, you already know, so I won't bore you with that. However, I told them I'd much prefer to know what they want to know. I can talk forever. I do it for a living. I'd rather know what you want to know, and that would be more beneficial to both of us. Well, do you guys have any questions for Kimberly? You got a hand. Oh, Alyssa. Alyssa is our performance team leader. We do pop, and we're also on UF's campus, so we try and, like, stay away from more serious topics. But, like, how would you address that on a stage without it being, like, too much of a bummer, like, in fear of being, like, insensitive or something? Boo. You're on a pop station, and you've got to talk about... Like the Parkland shooting? Yeah, maybe that. that. I I don't know. I usually just don't address it. But for uh, the reason we mentioned it, because I was on light at the time, and that's adult contemporary. So you're going, you know, Lionel Richie, Celine Dion, all of a sudden you got to come on and talk about something like that. Yeah, it's not really easy. You don't want to suddenly try to sound like Joe News guy. If you're on and you sound like this, and all of a sudden you come on and go, we have to report today. But you also don't want to sound like, hey, (laughs) this just happened. You don't necessarily have to talk about it if it didn't happen where you are. It's almost like a judgment call. There was that the bombing over in France during the concert. Sometimes you can mention it briefly. You can say there was an explosion over in France. And as soon as we get more details, maybe it's something you post somewhere. So instead of giving all the details on the air and sounding more of it, that's when social media can be your friend. And you can say, we'll post the article on our Twitter feed, something like that. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Even like this year when our football players would get COVID and we'd have to like break it on the news and like, well, like that was a little bit more lighthearted. So I could be like, oh, there goes the Gators. <laughs> a great question. It is tough to switch gears and, and suddenly talk about something sad or in some cases quite horrifying. There's also celebrity deaths. I remember one day I went in and Farrah Fawcett had died and then Michael Jackson happened. And it really took hours to get it confirmed from a credible source. You go in expecting you have your show kind of mapped out in your head. That just gets thrown out the window. But that's also what's great about being live and local during events like that. Because people call and want to ask questions or maybe they're, you know, driving in their car and they hear this horrible news and they just want to reach out. Because you'll hear people say, oh, nobody calls a radio station anymore. Well, that's mainly because there's no one in the studio to answer anymore. And that's not just because of the pandemic. But people will. It's a toll-free number. They have questions. They want to make comments. They want to connect about something that's happening. So, yeah, people still do call radio stations. Also, years ago, that entire COVID football team reporting would have been made into such an inappropriate yet hysterical bit. I listened to some of the things that we said and did in the late 80s and early 90s. And there is no way not only could you not get away with it now, I can't even play them for you in the context of them being on the air in the late 80s or early 90s. That's how much the arc of what's considered proper has bent. After we talked about how you have to talk about more serious stuff, I went into the art of crafting a break on the air. To have a beginning and a middle and an end 
to what you're saying, to know how you're getting in and out of it and to have substance in between. You've probably heard somebody who didn't have an out because they just keep talking and you're wondering, where is this going? (laughs) They don't know either. (laughs) It happens. (laughs) But I was expressing that you should not talk about something just to talk about it, just because. I mean, anybody can find something online and read it on the air. But without that having any relatability or context or purpose to your listening audience, who cares? Why are you saying it? Just because you saw it online, so can everybody else. Unless you're connecting those dots, it serves no purpose other than to fill up airspace. And it is boring, it is trite, and it is banal. That was a nice synonym cube just for you. It doesn't mean you can't relate a story that you saw online, but you've got to find the reason why it would matter to your audience. Whether you tie it into the band you're about to play, the song you're about to play, a local place in town, or you crack a very topical joke or a self-deprecating joke to it. However it works, you've got to tie it in. It's got to have some sort of connection to the people that you're talking to. And I'll give you an example, and I'll also give you a disclaimer. I am not calling anyone jock out. I hear it over and over and over again lately on radio, on satellite, male, female. It doesn't matter what the shift is. It's become a habit mainly because, well, there's I think there's two reasons. So many jocks are having to voice track and be on the air, whether it's live or voice tracked on multiple stations. There's a lot of content you have to come up with, and that's really the easy slash lazy way out. The other reason is, and I think this is for a large number of the newer DJs on the air, is that no one has ever taught them or told them or shown them anything different. They learned it by watching others who weren't given any guidance. When, so when I started, we had air checks. We had a program director and or the radio consultant or both of them at the same time. You would sit there in an office and they would listen to your show and they would tell you what you did wrong or what you did right. And I realize that's subjective, but they were experienced enough that you could take away whatever you needed from it to get better. And that was their goal, by the way. They There was a concerted effort to make new DJs grow. They spent a lot of time teaching us how to get better. And then it was up to you to take that and learn and run with it. Sometimes those with larger egos maybe didn't because they were already fantastic, as we all well know. (laughs) I went to broadcasting school specifically to learn how to be my best at that, my best on the air and to try to always be better. And many people who are on the air now had none of those things. So let me get back to the one of one of the examples that I heard recently, and I heard multiple radio stations do a recent story about Chris Hemsworth and how he was saying that if you are in shape, you're not taken seriously as an actor. If you lose a ton of weight or gain 100 pounds for a role, that's when you're taken seriously. You're a thespian. If you just say that and then say you're Ed Sheeran, whatever format you're in, why? Anybody who's a Chris fan or a fan of the Marvel franchise probably has notifications and already got that story. And they're the ones who are mostly interested in Chris. So if there's no connection from that story to you, your city, your station, the song, the audience, if you're just saying it, why did you, why? (laughs) And more importantly, how could you make it your own? Because you can. You could still tell that story. Maybe you tell that story and you say, Well, if that's the case with my quarantine 30, I'm going to win the Oscar. Because now you've connected the story to a very topical, actually two very topical things, the pandemic and weight gain during quarantine, while also being self-deprecating, which usually gets a laugh. And most, a lot of people have gained weight during the pandemic. I'm not saying who, I'm just saying. 
told the story and you've connected it to something that is very much on everyone's radar. So at least it made sense that you were talking about it. Another one, let's say you're on a station that has, uh, you're targeting females. Tell the story about Chris and then go, oh, stop by Chris. I'll take you seriously every day and twice on Sunday. Because now you're catering to the hotness that is Chris Hemsworth and you have a majority female audience and there's even some guys out there who are going to like that. There are so many ways to give a non-specific story, specificity and purpose. A lesson that my teacher, the late Bob Gaynor, taught us when we were in broadcasting school, he would give us what we call a liner, something that we're supposed to talk about on the air. Or And now in this case, an online story. Our lesson would be you have to come back to me and have five different ways that you came at that. Five different separate complete breaks where you're talking about the same thing, but you have a different angle every time. And I use that lesson to this very day. In fact, I use when I hear this happening, it's called rip and read, and I'll tell you why in a second. I sit there and think, mm, how, how, which way could I went with that? Hence the Hemsworth examples. And I was giving the University of Florida radio class. I gave them that specific example and I called it Rip and Read. And then I said, well, that's, I call it that because it's the practice's origin. Before the internet, you only had the AP wire. It was in essence a printer uh, of news and you could rip a page off and read it on air. Hence the Rip and Read. It had a very distinctive sound, which many will recognize. <laughs> So I'm zooming with the University of Florida radio class from the radio station GHQ, and then Alexis made my heart happy. Alexis uh, has a question. Hi, yes. Um, I really like what you said about like the rip it and reading it thing. Um, but I was wondering like what you do because there'll sometimes there'll be sometimes when I go in for my shift, and it'll be hard to like find stuff to talk about like on the news or like on social media and stuff and then I just like start making up random segments or something like <laughs> do you is there anything that. you ever do to try to like you know just fill in those spaces yeah that's what that's kind of where creativity comes in what I always try to do especially when when I heard people becoming more rip and read about stories, you know, there's something out of Maryland. You don't always have to say where it is, by the way. If it's just a funny story that you can make relatable, you don't really have to give all the details and say a survey says or researchers say or something in Maryland. Once people started doing that, I, I became like super local because I'm only broadcasting to Miami. Yeah, you can listen online, but I'm broadcasting to South Florida. So I would try to find stories that way. Or, you know, I know you said you <laughs> made up stuff. You can just say wacky stuff in between songs. You don't always have to have that kind of content, something that you feel. It doesn't have to be something like, I really love this song. Well, of course, because you're playing it on your radio station. So you don't want to be that generic about it, but you can certainly just be creative with your words. This 30 minutes of commercial free music, it's also free of trans fat. I don't <laughs> Thank you. That definitely makes me feel better about some of the stuff I've said. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I'd love to hear what you say. Yes, that's what I love, though. That's what, to me, makes radio is the unique individual personalities. And I think that's why I'm, I get so opposed to the rip and read, because I'm not hearing anyone's flavor. It's kind of fun to hear people the weird things they say. <laughs> True. That's a great way to put it, flavor. I mean, I, one of the things yeah. when I would drive, uh, you know, we all have to drive to vacation or whatever. I would drive through markets and I would, you know, really look forward to listening to all the radio stations because, they were all very unique and unique to their market. And a lot of them were nationally or industry famous for being, you know, really great stations, um, even though we couldn't hear them, you know, in other cities. Now, so many stations sound kind of the same, especially in the bigger markets. And I, I think it's potentially the, 
PPF rates. People in bigger markets, voice tracking smaller markets, or sometimes it's the other way around, but so you're hearing just the same thing over and over. So that's that's the sadder part of what's changed. I think that'll change again. I think it'll come full circle. I think it will, because it's going to be more competitive and content is what gives you the lead. That is what makes radio unique from a streaming or Spotify or satellite is that we can be live and local and we can be uber specific to where we're at. It's a very tangible connection and it's not always a conscious level. Right. You just you just recognize, you hear things you're familiar with and you hear that same person every day that you're familiar with. And that's what makes a fan of a DJ. Right. These days, I, I often will ask people, well, who, who is that that you heard? And they can't name them. So true. So true. It's just a generic voice. You know? Yes, Alexis, let your freak flag fly. I have embellished a story and said... If I weren't making this up, and if you caught it, you caught it. Usually the the stuff I was saying was so absurd, you'd know anyway. It's your flavor, your uniqueness. What makes you sound like you? Rip and read doesn't sound like you. You're reading somebody else's words. Within that making you sound like you and all of that, I also spoke about attention to detail. Another thing I've noticed is I can listen to many, many different stations and not hear one of the DJs talk about the music they're playing other than a back cell or front cell, you know, not nothing. You know, if you're going to talk about something a researcher says or a study says, those are the, those two phrases make me crazy. Can't you just talk about the survey itself without, to me that sounds more news like a music DJ would sound. And never, never guess how to say somebody's name. Never guess a proper name. I did hear something on TV today and I figured, let me throw this in because I was like, oh, Food Fighters with Dave Growl. Oh, Lord. Well, my point of that goes back to attention to detail, and especially when it comes to proper names, because obviously she's not a fan of rock. So she didn't know how to pronounce his name and just guessed. It's worth going to YouTube. And if you don't know, and Google them and look for a video where they were interviewed or something. That's exactly how you do it. Now you do. (laughs) You couldn't do that. Stories that are written on the internet, even in large websites, the New York Times and New York Post and things like that, you will find spelling miss. You know, Typos, I know. It's like, what? How did you guys do that? There's even more examples of proper names that you would think would be simple. And yet most people call her Rihanna. She pronounces it Rihanna. Although she has come out and said at this point, whatever, she's laughing all the way to the bank. So it doesn't really bother her that much. Then there's the late singer from the Cars, Rick Ocasek. But I just heard be a TV host call him Rick Ocasek just the other day. Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot? No, she says, and she's got the truth lasso. So you got to believe her, Gal Gadot. And I'll give you an example that is supremely unfair, but it, it, it just really drives home how you never know how to pronounce somebody's name. It is a former NHL player. His name is Patrick. His last name is spelled R-O-Y. So you would say Patrick Roy, and you would be wrong. His last name is pronounced Wah. Now, if you weren't a hockey fan, I doubt anyone would come at you other than to make fun of you. But it's just an extreme example of how you never know when it comes to proper names. From there, the knowing of proper names, then I went into knowing what you're talking about in general. I'll hear a lot oh, I think this is when it's happening. I don't know. And it used to be that jocks used to always be the ones, and I don't mean it like a know-it-all, but you were, you're the ones broadcasting information. Mm-hmm. So you you were never really supposed to question something because you're supposed to be- The authority. On whatever. Now and again, it wouldn't be a big deal if you got caught saying something and then went, oh, I don't remember if that's happening or not. But 
for the most part, you're supposed to relay the sense of, I know what's going on. If I don't, I'm going to find out before I open the microphone. Yeah. I have this paranoia about being on the air anyway, that I could, you know, just have this thing where I don't want to be wrong about something. I don't want to make a stupid mistake. That's healthy though. (laughs) Be a little scared. Yeah. And then Allison got more technical. So talk a little bit about the Vox Pro. About Vox Pro? Yes. <laughs> she loves Vox Pro. I love Vox Pro. So what is your favorite thing to use Vox Pro for? I had it set up where I had the calls on top and then I had all pages of the hotkeys, but I would utilize them from the remote control. I, I've used the multi-track before. If I wanted to put a little bit together with the hotkeys on there, that's a fantastic feature that it has. Some stations, they'll have it so it fires from the board, play from the beginning. And I hate that. I always want them to make it so I have to turn the pot on and up because then I can utilize play from beginning, play or play selected. I don't know if you've used that feature. If you edit, edit, and you highlight a piece of audio and you hit play selected, it will only play what's highlighted. doesn't matter how long the file is. No, I've always just like scrolled it up to where I want to start. And then I'm like, okay, play. So you can play a piece of audio that's highlighted. Wherever the cursor's at, it'll play from there if you just hit play mm-hmm. or you just play beginning, it'll bounce it back. It's, it's got all these different features to use. I don't ever know if you've ever used the hotkeys, but it's kind of, have, have you ever used instant replay? Is that before your time? That was before my time. That was another digital, but it was all sound effects. No, I used the instant replay, the 360 shortcut. Ah, the theory of technological evolution. I really enjoy learning the new toys, but not everybody does, but it speaks to me. And one thing I definitely remain old school in doing, and I have my reasons, is handwriting thoughts and notes about breaks. But it was the dear advantages to having those extra appliances and not having yeah. everything live on a screen because it, the mouse uh, connect, you know, controlling things with a mouse is not always the fastest. But. And I, yeah, to this day, I still, I have this little steno pad and that's where I put all my, especially if I have a specific out, because sometimes it doesn't matter. You could in your head say, I'm going to say this to get out of it. Just tell yourself that 10 times and you'll go on the air and you'll get thrown off and you'll just ruin it. So sometimes if it's that specific of an out cue, I will write it down on that pad. So I'll have other people, yeah, just type it in. I'm like, mm-hmm. and when it crashes, <laughs> I'll type a lot of stuff in the, in the computer. I'm not, I ain't scared of the computer. If it's a shared screen and I've got it minimized and I didn't have time and I'm like trying to talk and reach over and make, like, it's just easier to have it written down in front of me. That's to each his own, however, however you're comfortable doing it. Yeah, that's the point, I think. And that was a, my favorite thing you said about the Box Pro, too, was that when you didn't know exactly how to use all the features, you grabbed the manual and learned. Asset, and that's a great characteristic to have. To, if you don't know it, go learn it and figure it out. I started with cartridges. We had just, by 87, just started playing CDs. But there were still a few songs that were not on CD yet. So we had to play the records. I went from that, I mean, two tracks, what we did the calls on, but as far as production, eight tracks, 16 track, Mm -hmm. and then you went into Pro Tools. I know how to use Pro Tools a little bit too. Good. Yeah. Pro Tools is the top of the, that's the top of the heat. Tell us a little bit about your station now and and what you're doing these days. I just really just started this coming weekend will be my first where I'm doing news at the top and bottom of the hour solo. Like I've been training this whole time and I've been doing it, but I've had other people there. Sounds like you're touching all aspects of broadcasting these days. Doing news. I, I didn't know about that. Is that a challenge? It's different, but it's not. Everybody I'm talking to, even Glenn, I'm talking to Glenn about it. And we're, we're just, it's, it's sort of like crafting a news break. Cause I did news on 
the music stations, if something happened, a hurricane, anything that happened in town that was newsworthy like that, we certainly would break in and, and talk about. But this is a little more, it's not that I can't make a sly or funny comment in the newscast. I just, it's very limited to timing. It has to be an exact time. So you've kind of got to get the news out there and get the facts. So, so like, it's really is a new skill learning the, it's a computer system that you can see all the wire stories and then you can put audio in and write your oh, stories yeah. there. So yeah, it's a, it's a cool little system. And then I was on big for Saturday and Sunday from noon to six live. And it was the first time I had been on the air in like a year and four months. So that was interesting. It was fun. Was that, were you nervous going back on for the first time? And you know, no. <laughs> you've done it so long right it's just like riding a bike i couldn't wait to do it so it was fun it was fun kimba thank you so much for spending your time with us uh, that is, is so appreciated and that was my zoom with the university of florida class from radio station ghq if you are thinking about getting into radio or are already doing so I hope this gave you some insight as to what we do and that we work really hard or should work really hard to make it look easy. We should plan to look and sound unplanned. Still, run! If you're a listener of radio, maybe you're hearing the difference of which I'm speaking. And if you do, it's not you. You're not crazy. Well, maybe a little. <laughs> Aren't we all? I love what I do. I still very much love being on the air and playing music. Glad I'm doing it again. It's not a job to me. It's part of me. It's intertwined with my very being. That is good and bad. The good outweighs the bad, so I will take the ratio. I want to thank my buddy, my pal, Glenn Richards, for setting this up so I could chat with the class. Thanks to the University of Florida College of Journalism and Communications Director of Programming Brand Manager Rob Harder. Although... For a rock jock, the Bob extrapolation of Robert would be an awesome on-air name and an action verb. Thank you to all of you who joined in on the Zoom and those of you who asked questions, Alyssa, Alexis, Allison. It was my great pleasure to chat with you. A lot of times on this podcast, I do talk about stuff from back in the old days. Another very cool old school tradition. I actually got... A handwritten thank you note from Allison and Rob. I'll read it to you. Thank you for taking the time to talk to GHQ students about your time on the air and how to put your personal touch on their breaks. I know they learned a lot. Thank you. Very kind. And you're welcome. Again, it was my pleasure. You can see the vodcast version of Me Kimba Radio Broadcast at youtube.com slash her Kimba. Thank you for being one of Kimba's Heard, and thanks for listening to Me Kimba Radio Broadcast Season 2, Episode 4, School's Out. Kimba! <laughs>